0: Welcome to What's Up with Betsy Johnson, a podcast from a longtime Oregon legislator and keen political observer discussing what is right and wrong with government politics and public policy. How common would you say that is, that uh, a city government, state government, federal government, for that matter, something goes out there, they bring in a lot more money than they thought, and then, of course, it never goes back to where it came from. But how often does that happen that, you know, some source of funding is way greater than government thought it was going to be?
1: Oh, I I think it happens all the time, including our very interesting tax structure in the state that results in the kicker, that if uh, the state raises more than 2% in anticipated revenues, that it needs to be returned to the voters. And there are any number of political people that want to grab that money and keep it. uh, It now amounts to about $5 billion. And they want to want to keep it for state purposes um the kicker is in the oregon constitution and i think it ha- has very little chance of um being modified by the voters because frankly the voters want that money back um albeit the state and i mean elected officials can think of 27 jillion reasons to spend it on other stuff but i think as oregonians get more and more pissed off at the high taxes and the lack of discernible positive outcomes, like I'm paying all of these taxes and there is no shortage of tents on my block that I just don't see um, there being a big rollback of of the kicker or, or um, the kicker. People want it back. They don't trust government to spend it.
0: Well, and, and they've changed it. It used to be you got a check from the state government. And yeah, like that
1: ne- at Christmas time.
0: Yep, yep, right about Christmas time. And I think that was the intent, trying to give people some money back so they'd pump it back into the economy or whatever. Now, granted, you can choose not to take your kicker and give it to schools or whatever you want to do. Apparently, that's not good enough, though. They really want to put it in law that you don't get this money. It's going back to us because we know better how to spend it than you do.
1: That is correct, and I don't think Oregonians are going to buy that.
0: So one other thing I wanted to— chat about maybe briefly because i don't know what your level of knowledge on it is but the corporate activities tax uh that was passed while you were still in the legislature not with your yes vote though as i recall um but anyway this corporate activity tax is was basically a sales tax and it's still going on right
1: let me correct you i did vote yes and it was the worst vote i cast in my entire legislative career because it was predicated on things that weren't true I was promised genuine PERS reform. This is the public employee retirement system reform if the corporate activity tax passed. And um, I thought that that was a decent trade off. We have a $26 billion we did when I was in the legislature liability within our public employees retirement system. And so I got my arm twisted really, really, really hard. And I made a pretty snarly speech on the floor saying that i was voting for the cat with great trepidation but i thought that the 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 trade-off on doing some significant pers reform was worth it be that as it may the education establishment education industry came to the legislature and said pass this corporate activity tax and we'll never be back again a billion dollars a year we'll never be back again And then in the last legislative session, it was give us $10.3 billion in funding for education and we'll never be back again. Well, the cat wasn't enough. The 10.3 that the legislature appropriated, I wasn't there then, wasn't enough. The Portland teachers are out on strike. I mean, the education establishment ostensibly says, give us all the money and we'll give you back the change. And I think this teacher strike in Portland has opened up a lot of people's eyes to what a, what a substandard product Oregonians are getting for the massive amount of money that we shovel into uh, education. And um, the, the strike has left a lot of resentment and residual hard feelings and bad feelings. And the only people that really, really suffer are the kids.
0: Anything special planned for the end of the year? Anything big coming up in 2024 we need to know about?
1: Oh, tons big in 2024. I mean, as though it's not already underway in full swing, the election machine will crank up as soon as the Christmas lights come down and you won't be able to turn on a TV anywhere and not see candidates at every level of government popping out into your living room begging for your votes. Um, this is going to be a brutal season, uh, suffused with all of these various uh, indictments and charges and trials and um, the polls that say or the people nationally would prefer any other matchup than Biden-Trump done again. Um, uh, the world on fire in at least two places, Ukraine and Israel the very real possibility that something could happen in Taiwan. This next year is going to be a tremulous, politicized, difficult, complicated year, and not the year for Americans or Oregonians or people living in any of Oregon's 36 counties to be passive bystanders. This is a clarion call for engagement and to be very um, uh, demanding of uh, people holding themselves for office. The whole governance structure in Portland is going to change, and I don't think for the better. I was at Rene Gonzalez's kickoff for mayor, very well attended, lots of enthusiasm. Um, he's running against another uh, very good city councilor by the name of Mingus Maps. I'm not sure the two of them do each other or the city a favor by running against each other. Uh, I have seen the names of people popping up to run for city council, which is gonna use a voting methodology heretofore untried in Oregon, ranked choice of voting. And some of these people are the very people that brought you the problem. Joanne Hardesty, And some of these people that were at ground zero in creating many of the problems experienced by Portland, Ms. Hardesty's defund the police, yay for Antifa, um, you know, that that sort of stuff. Uh, And these people wanna come back into office. If you look at the slate of declared people so far, um, it's a lot of the people that laid the foundation for the decay of the beautiful City of Roses. So uh, at at the municipal level in Portland, it's going to be an interesting race. We've already had one county commissioner drop out to run for an open congressional seat, which doesn't happen very often. We have one Jaya Paul in Congress. Uh, this is her sister now running. Um, these races are going to crowd up dramatically before uh, the filing deadlines. And so this is not a time to be a passive bystander, this is a time to make sure you're registered to vote, you're paying attention, you're going to the public meetings, you're listening to the candidates, you're querying them hard on their positions, and you're looking around to see what they are espousing. And I'm gonna give you one that I think is particularly odious and egregious. Our current district attorney, a guy named Mike Schmidt, who's running for reelection uh, last week had a meeting with Chesa Boudin, who was the DA of San Francisco until he was recalled by the voters. Chesa Boudin is the child of two Weather Underground revolutionaries and cop killers. And he was there to campaign um, with Mike and for Mike. And a woman named Pamela Fitzsimmons has written a wonderful article that I want to make sure that we circulate on any of our sites that talks about just how odious uh, Chesa Boudin's parents were in the death of some uh, police officers and, uh, and then their son elected the DA of San Francisco on a... You know, everybody shouldn't be in prison. Uh, they're not bad guys. They're just misunderstood. Was recalled by his voters because San Francisco has gone to hell. This is a wonderful, wonderful article. Lest we forget that some of these people actually murdered police officers. And as time erases memory, uh, the name of her article is "Say Their Names." And um, it is a reminder that uh, a guy campaigning with Mike Schmidt's parents murdered cops. This is going to be a very interesting campaign cycle. Portland desperately needs a new district attorney, and they have a wonderful uh, candidate running against Mike Schmidt. That's going to be a highly contested, very expensive race. So 24 is gonna be a bumpy ride all the way around. And I just urge people to stay informed. And as people are around trying to get petitions signed, if you don't know, say no. Just to conclude on this, what do we expect for the end of the year and the beginning of next year? I, along with some other thoughtful people are asking our legislature to uh, to fix and reform ballot measure 110. That was another one of these ballot measures that um, was passed without people really looking under the hood to see what they were getting. And as a result, we have open drug use and death in the streets of Portland. We're trying to reform this ballot measure, not repeal it, but to reform it so that there are real consequences uh, for drug possession. And people that are mentally ill or heavy drug abusers, in my view, are not the best people to make decisions about their own health care. So what we're trying to do with our proposal is to keep the good stuff and simultaneously put back in this um, minimal use of the criminal justice system resources for a population that isn't generally very enthusiastic about moving into treatment. And so there will now be some consequences to open drug use and it will attempt to try to serve more people faster with more available services. Um, Because right now, if somebody's openly using, the officer writes them a citation, they throw the citation away and nothing happens. And so already this is um, a, a highly disputed issue. I can't understand how any legislator could go back to their district when most of their constituents are saying, do something about ballot measure 110. I cannot imagine a legislator going home to their district and saying, particularly those in the Portland metropolitan area, death on our streets is a good thing and I'm not gonna do anything to change this. Um, We need to make it harder for folks to just continue to use and we want to try to get people into services that will help them try to shake the the burden of addiction and get them back to productive, safe lives. And when I say safe, particularly with the amount of infiltration of really lethal drugs into all sorts of other drugs. So you go out and you You buy um, an oxy and it turns out it's laced with fentanyl and you're just one pill away from death. Um, We want to try to help addicts. Find a way into competent, efficacious uh, treatment and and redeem their lives from the use of drugs on the street.
0: Thanks for listening to What's Up with Betsy Johnson. If you have comments or questions about this podcast, please email questions, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at com.